MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. For boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by our Mini Helmet Contest. The SGPN Mini Helmets are now in the store, and we're giving away one for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And finally, Football Bingo is also back in time for the NFL Christmas Day Slate. It's free to play in every single bingo. Wins a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 263. I'm going to send it out to my son's band, the audience. I think I've sent episodes out to them before, but anyhow, they had their Christmas concert last week and did a great job. My son sang lead. He, he's back behind the mic singing after a brief retirement, and uh, it went down a smashing success. They did a, a song by the Canadian band Sloan, and all the members of Sloan uh, commented and liked it on Instagram, so he's a happy guy, so this goes out to my son's band, the audience. And this goes out to all your ears. This is a, another episode of the Sports Gambling Podcast, MMA Gambling Podcast. We are not taking a vacation. We're going to be in your ears every day. Well, not every day. Every normal day that we uh, that we are normally in your ear holes. Uh, holidays or no holidays. UFC on vacation or not on vacation. We're here for you. We're going to do our... It's become annual now because we've been around for so long. Annual recap and look ahead uh, um, for the UFC uh, for the various weight classes. I think today we will start off with the females because ladies first as usual and maybe we'll go to the chunky guys after that um, when we have time because it's probably the weakest of well, or, or the shallowest of the uh, male um, weight classes. So anyhow, let's, let's bring in the co-host with the most, the Gumby God himself, Daniel Reeland. Hello. You didn't give me anything to lead with. What, yeah. what do you want? Okay. Um. <laughs> what What are your kids asking for for Christmas? I haven't I haven't uh, I mean, found that out yet. My, my kids are tiny, so they're just like they play with the box if you let them. Like... I know. So <laughs> really, they don't. Well, one of them is at at school now. He must uh, be having uh, kids putting thoughts in his head now. Not really. No, no he's good. he's a kid who's he's pretty sure of himself even at good. four years old. He knows good. what he wants and it's uh, what does he want? That's what I'm asking. I, I mean, like he just he just wants to live his life and have fun. Yeah. <laughs> he's Boy, a lot he's, like me. He doesn't really want much. He's giving us <laughs> nothing here. All right, fine. I'm not giving your kids presents then. There yeah, you go. There you go. Um. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're it's actually good timing because I just got uh, an email from an unnamed. Um, sportsbook that has posted their future odds for all the various weight classes uh, for who will be the champion at the end of 2023 so next year who will we talk about um at the end which is we did the same thing last year um looking through our and we made predictions on who is going to be the champ uh, we were okay in some weight classes way off way off in, in some others but that's, that's to be expected yeah that's to be expected and i would say also too when we're looking at these future odds uh, and this is maybe a disclaimer for this and the next two episodes, because you're going to keep getting this stuff in your ears uh, 
pretty much all through the holiday seasons until we get back to some some really awesome regional fight cards next week. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, yeah, we're going to hit you with these. And a, an important disclaimer is, is that, like, often we're looking for value in these picks. Like, yeah. the the if you wanted to be as close to correct every single time, you'd probably just say, well, the champ retains division top to bottom. And you'd probably get about half of them right. You'd feel pretty good about it at the end of the day. But, like, you know, that that's not really where the value is. The value would be hitting a six to one or a ten to one somewhere in here and uh, making making that worth your while. So we're going to help you find uh, some of those big long shots. There Gumby is hedging for uh, a lot of horrible picks coming up by by him. Uh, he's telling you why they're going to be wrong because he's not trying. Basically is what he's saying, right? I'm not saying I'm not trying. I, I will give you who I actually think will be the winner. But also, yeah. like, you know, you if I just tell you Amanda Nunes is going to be the bantamweight champ at the end of next year, which, by the way, she is. Uh, uh, she did wow. lose her belt, remember, to that one girl. Yeah, how'd, this re- how'd the rematch go? <laughs> by the it, way, she did. She ended the year the champ. She was it's true, yeah. Kick. We weren't wrong, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we probably should dive into it. But first, I want to dive into WinBat. I can't forget about WinBat. They're the reason we are in your ears still. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. There you go. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to, to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. We're getting a little vague there. Bunch and tons, but it's true. A bunch of states and tons of ways. Plus, for the hashtag, the gens only, try your luck at WinBet's Parlay Wheel. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, $100. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So you know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And tis the season for us giving away things in SGPN. We're always giving away things, actually. It's always the season for that. But don't forget to enter the SGP mini helmet contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. Plus, football bingo is back, this time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play, and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card. So you can go buy awesome MMA gambling podcast gear, which I have being sent to me very, very soon. Um exclusively on the SGPN app. So make sure you download that there app of ours. All right. Okay. Um, like I said, we will start with the ladies. We'll start with the most packed uh, division women's featherweight. Just kidding. We're not going to bother with that. There's not even odds for that because Wikipedia has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people listed as featherweights. How many of these are really featherweights? Amanda Nunes. Eh, not really. Not really. She's the champ though. Leah Letson. Uh, I think she would have legitimate trouble making 35. As a matter of fact, didn't she ah. try to make 35 in, in mist and had weight cut issues? Yes. Yes. Uh, it says she's moving to bantam weight, actually. But oh, or maybe she did. Yes, she did. Yeah. And, and she yep. she missed her. I know she's got some health concerns, too. So I, I think that might be part of it. Zara Farron Dos Santos. She's fighting Josiane Nunes next. I think maybe at Featherweight. Let's check. UFC 823 uh... in Rio. I'm checking quickly. Yes, featherweight. So these two are actually featherweights, maybe. Well, Josie matter. Nunez isn't a featherweight. She's like <laughs> well, five she's one. Be. She's like five one. <laughs> she's gonna be a featherweight, five two. Um, exactly. But Zora Farine might be a legit featherweight. She's, she's really 5'10", tall. So yeah. Yeah, she's pretty uh, tall. Norma Dumont, no. No, because she's made bantamweight. Stephanie Egger, no. No, she's made bantamweight. Eileen Perez. <laughs> 
Uh, like, she's oh, she's moving to Bantamweight. Made... Next fight, Haley Cowan, Bantamweight. So, yes, oh, she's moving to Bantamweight in February. Gonna, so, no. Haley Cowan's going to kill her. <laughs> and Danielle Wolf. Yes, because she's 5'11, but she's 0 1 in the UFC. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, it didn't there's no say reason. Chelsea Chandler. Uh, no, it does not. Because didn't Chelsea, Chelsea Chandler fight at 45 too? And uh, oh, last I heard, she was calling out Norma Dumont. She's kind of a more of a natural 45er too, but she like she said before she could make 35, but it's gonna be a bitch and she's gonna fight <laughs> often if he does. Yeah, she is 5'8. All right, let's move to a real weight class. Women's band weight is pretty much the same as women's featherweight. Um, all right, we predicted. Amanda Nunes was going to be the champ. We got her at plus 115, and we hit that one, Dan. That's good. Plus 115, that's some good money. Yeah, that's not bad. Money. That, I'm surprised we got plus money for that. I, I forgot. Uh, so we had Nunes. We had next in line, her against Pena. We got that correct. I think that was already announced. We thought uh, Carol Hosa would make big gains this year, and then we had Nunes as the champ, both of us. Yeah, and, and Carol Hosa might have been a decent uh, value play, but she did take like one of those prospecty losses, which kind of sucked. But she's all the way up to number nine now. So yeah, she was a she was a good pick for a good gain, but yeah, not quite title material yet. All right, I'll just run through maybe some of the uh, upcoming fights that have been announced in the weight class. And uh, if you want to jump in and interject at any point, go ahead. We got Raquel Pennington versus Ketlin Vieira. Holly Holm versus Yana Kuniskaya. That would be Kuniskaya's. She's making a quick turnaround. She just had a baby. Uh, just had a baby. It was well, like a what? I mean, I mean, like I guess in relative yes. terms to fighting <laughs> in a cage. Yes, she just had a baby. Yeah. Yes. And Holly <laughs> Holm is not making a quick turnaround, but um, she's 41 already. Holly Holm. So, um, Lena Landsberg, Myra Buena Silva. Uh, we already talked about Vera Irene Aldana versus Macy. No, oh, that one already happened. Sorry. Um, this one's going to flyweight. What do we got here? We got um, I know this is very interesting i think that's all we have that's all we have announced so um as for odds so basically none of those fights are very exciting or or meaningful right um irene aldana versus raquel pennington is oh that's uh, right yes because yeah. i think if irene aldana knocks her out specifically if she knocks her out yeah i think she jumps the line here and gets the title shot yeah. Um. You know, Ketlin Vieta is not that far from one either, but Irene Aldana would really punch her ticket with like a big knockout of Raquel. Well, actually, Pennington. no. I'm sorry. Ketlin Vieira is fighting Raquel Pennington, not Irene. Oh. Same. Yeah. Same exact same break. Yeah. Same exact breakdown. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right. As for odds, um, no shock. Who is predicted to be the champ? Amanda Nunes or Nunez minus two fifty. So we're not getting good odds for her this time. Um, can you guess who's next in line? Or have you seen uh, these? I, I've seen these. Yeah, okay. I, I went and saw them get posted. Ketlin Vieira, plus 600. Irene Aldana, plus 725. Holly Holm, plus 1,200. Raquel Pennington, plus 1,000. I don't know why that's out of order. It must maybe it changed on them. Carol Hosa, plus 1,200. Penny Kainzad, plus 1,600. Macy Chison, plus 2,000. Juliana Pena, plus 1,200. Any of those jump out at you as good, bad? So, I, I mean, I think the smartest play is uh, Amanda Nunez just retains. Yeah. Uh, she's pretty much made it to the point where she, like, ha- kind of has to be a pick to retain. So and no I, fight I, announced and no really fight yeah, on the horizon either, right? Yeah. And, and well, I would say that, again, the, if Kelly Vieta comes out and makes a statement against Raquel Pennington, although I originally said every hail Donna. They're S- interchangeable. S- same breakdown. Uh, yep. If she comes out and makes a statement against uh, Raquel Pennington, like maybe she gets it. But also like Irene Aldana did knock her out not all that long ago. 
So like right. Anna Rene Aldana is coming off of back-to-back KO wins over yeah. Kunitskaya and Chase Son. So like really either of those could get the next title shot. I would say if you're looking for somebody who you like kind of like a long shot value on, I would say Irene Aldana is maybe the only one that's kind of interesting to me, you know, like yeah. outside of Amanda Nunes, because like you need a boring fight between Ketlin Vieta and Raquel Pennington. And why I like Raquel Pennington, she has a way of making all of her opponents, even when they beat her, look like shit. Yep. Um, the whole time. Yeah. And she's so tough. So like, yeah. even if you're like trying to, to put it on her, like she's not going to let you. So yeah, I, I kind of like Irene Aldana to get the next title shot. And like, look, she's got a puncher's chance. Like if, if you gave, you know, she doesn't have all that different of a chance that Cyborg did. She's right? better than Pena, right? Pena beat Oh, her. she's way better than Pena. <laughs> but the, the, the difference there is, though, is that like Pena caught her on an off day. Now we're looking, now we're we're scanning the, the odds and looking for somebody who has a chance to beat her on an on day. And I think you, you have to have that big punching power, right? And and that's, I mean, the last three wins for Irene Aldana were big KOs. So, yeah, maybe Irene Aldana. But wouldn't you think they would have announced that already? Like, neither lady has any fights uh, com- upcoming. So, that's why I'm thinking Nunes is the best pick, because there's no fights announced for her. And yeah, if she- they're waiting for Pennington Vieira, then that's happening in January. I wouldn't be surprised if they're waiting for Holm and Kuniskaya because uh, both those ladies are kind of. What, what month is that happening? That's it happening in March. So and, I would say you know. I would say this. I, I think probably they're waiting for Pennington versus uh, Vieta. If one of them looks super impressive, they get it. Otherwise, Irene Aldana gets it. Yeah. Holly Holm is a backup if uh, she hits the fan. And we probably see we probably see Nunez in like late April, early May. Yeah. Yeah, basically, uh, Holm is always just one fight away from a title shot, basically, at this point. Um, any up-and-comers in this weight class you like? It's a lot of old fighters. Um, not a whole... There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Is there any eight fighters under 30 in the weight class? Is there anyone that we should keep our eye on? Not necessarily to be a uh, title challenger this year, but but someone who who uh, has a bright future, perhaps. Yeah, I actually think Myra Buena Silva um, makes a lot of sense. I... I wrote her off and and talked a lot of crap about her in um, when she was down at, at flyweight. Um, she took like an ugly loss to Marina Mraz, um, and Alfiero, you know, outclassed her. But like she did sub Jillian Robertson and she did sub Mara Romero Borrello. She did. I mean, she would have beat Montana De La Rosa if she had not gotten a point deducted for a, a fence grab. And now she's gone up to Bantamweight and since going up to Bantamweight, she's only looked better. Uh, and, and, you know, like a win over Lena Landsberg would be a pretty nice feather in her cap. So, yeah, maybe Mara Buena Silva. OK, there you go. Sounds like there's chaos happening in my house. Hopefully uh, there's not an intruders here. I think it's just kids smashing things. So dinosaurs on the loose again, Dan. <laughs> All right. We should move on to a more interesting weight class, right? That's the next one is much more interesting. Women's flyweight. Basically, the, the lower we, we go in weight in women's, the better it gets, which is why they should get an atom weight, atom weight class, right? It's not going to happen. I, I mean, I've been saying it. <laughs> we have been banging that drum. All right. Flyweight. Let's see how we did with that one. I have a feeling we did pretty good. Um. All right. So we're both taking noons, right? To be uh, yeah. sorry, minus 250. Boring, yeah. but we got it. Yeah, all right. Boring, oh, we got the next pick. one right. Boring pick Valent- you gotta go with it. Valentina Shevchenko minus 550. <laughs> no, not, not so good there. So we're two and oh, Dan. Maybe we ended up doing really good. 
Um, we had Talia Santos listed as next in line. I think we already no, I don't think that one was uh, was listed yet. So we kind of nailed that, and uh, she did pretty good too. We had Aaron Blanchfield listed as one to keep an eye on. We did good with that one too. And those two ladies we just mentioned are actually fighting each other next. Maybe we can start right there. What do you think of um, the big step up Aaron Blanchfield's uh, taking in her next fight against Natalia Santos? So I want to pump the brakes on that a little bit because that was what Aaron Blanchfield said on Morning Combat that she signed a contract. Oh, it hasn't been announced yet? I I mean, the UFC hasn't announced it and Natalia Santos hasn't confirmed it to my knowledge, which to me means... Aaron Blanchfield signed the contract in not a whole lot more than that. Wikipedia um, says it's happening, though. Wikipedia's never, sure. never yeah, wrong. Yeah, they're, they're never wrong. But uh, Elon Musk is not taking over Wikipedia yet, so it could I, be true. February I, 18th, if it is going to happen, that's when it's listed as happening. Yeah, that's that's when she said it was happening. And I know her management team is is confirmed that they signed a contract for them. But I, I just haven't heard anything from Talia Santos' side. But okay. with that being said, if that fight were to happen... I think she might even be a harder fight for Aaron Blanchfield than uh, Valentina Shevchenko is. Because Shevchenko has shown that uh, the defensive wrestling sometimes can get to her. That's where Blanchfield's are absolute best. Um, and Talia Santos is a pretty good grappler in her own right. She just exposed that weakness in Shevchenko. So um, it is a really steep test, a really big test for somebody coming uh, you know, from number 10 in the division all the way up to number two. Um, and it, I mean, it would certainly turn a lot of people's heads if she won. Do we want her to, to be moving this fast up, up the, uh, up the weight class? I don't know. I'd like, I I heard some people, you know, say they wanted to pump the brakes on this one, but like, here's the facts of the matter. Like she wins this fight. Yeah. She's like right close to that fight with Valentina Shevchenko, right? You probably give it to her if she emphatically beats Talia Santos. And if she doesn't. She's 23 and ranked 10 in the world and just took a loss to somebody who took two rounds off a champ. So, like, is it the worst thing in the world? Probably not. She rebounds. That's her prospect loss. Having a prospect loss to the number two person in the division is not a big deal. You know, as long as she then builds from there and then goes and beats the brakes off of Jennifer Maya or something like that, you know, like, she'll be fine. I just don't want her rushed into a title fight. Oh, I guess it doesn't really matter. Losses really don't matter that much as, as much in, in MMA as, as other combat sports, but still. Uh, I don't think she's quite ready for the champ yet, but maybe after another fight, she she uh, will be. All right, I should uh, tell you the odds before we jump right in here. Valentina Shevchenko, plus 125. Talia Santos, plus 325. Manon Firo, plus 350. Caitlin Chukagian, plus 1200. Alexa Grasso, plus 1200. Aaron Blanchfield, plus 375. Tatiana Suarez plus a thousand, Viviana Arujo plus eighteen hundred. It annoys me that this isn't in order, but anyhow, um, anything jump out on, at you from there? Did you say Aaron Blanchfield three seventy five plus three seventy five? I think it's moved. Um, it must have moved because it's not in order. Like I said, yes, plus yeah. Originally, I saw her at eight hundred. Yeah, that would make um, more sense. Yeah, so she must have gotten bet way down. So, uh originally i was going to say at plus 800 aaron blanchfield is the number i like um you know like that at plus 800 she's a win away from getting a title shot and if she can do what she did or what she needs to do against talia santos i think she could do it against uh valentina shashenko too so um if it was plus 800 still i'd say her plus 375 is just not enticing that that's two fights that have to go the right way for a 23 year old prospect i'm staying away from that um how about I our think, girl our girl well, Manon you know I like Manon Firo but she is coming off of a ruptured ACL yeah uh, right um, so she's and, gonna be out possibly all year 
Well, I mean, she had she had surgery a month and a half ago ish okay. at the time of recording here. I, I think it was the beginning of November she was operated on. It was also ruptured, not torn. I'm not a doctor, but I feel like that's better. Wait a minute. Hold up. You're not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. You've been lying to me all this time. All this time. All those uh, tests you did on me. In the word, <laughs> told me to cough. That was just wor- for fun. What in the words that? of, in, in the words of one of my favorite lines from Home Alone, the, or no, it's Mrs. Doubtfire. The whole time. Uh, the whole time, yes. You know, Ellie Field, yell it. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I know. I you know don't. You haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire. What no. do you watch? Why would I watch Mrs. Doubtfire? You haven't. Anyhow, seen, you still haven't seen Super Bad either. No. And, and Stephen Glansberg's pissed about it. So. Yeah, I know uh, he is. So um yeah, so my point being uh you know like with the with the knee injury to Manolfi Rowe, with like uncertainty about when she's going to be available to fight, with all of that, I mean, I think the smart money play here is the fact that you can get, I I, I may have zoned out when you said Valentina Shashenko's number because I thought my written down numbers here were correct. Did yeah. did you say plus one twenty five for her? Uh, I believe I did. Now you're gonna make me go back to it. It was a plus though, uh, plus yeah. one twenty five. Yeah, that's that's, I, that's I think, my pick. Yeah, I think Valentina Shevchenko at plus money is silly. It's the yeah. same thing I said last year about uh, Amanda Nunes. Like, could she lose to one of those two? Yeah, but are you picking one of those two at only three to one to like yeah. get the perfect role into beating a seemingly unbeatable champ? So, um, I, I think if you could have gotten that Blanchfield number big, I'd play that Blanchfield number, but otherwise, yeah, I'm not interested. And uh, Shevchenko, like Nunes, doesn't seem to be in a rush to defend her belt anytime soon. She usually is, though. That's yeah, the but thing she, for me. It doesn't like, seem to be this usually, case. Yeah, she usually wants to jump right at it, but uh, yeah, she hasn't lately, so you know, that's a little bit of a concern, but um, yeah, um, so yeah, Valentina Shashenko, boring, chalk money. Yep. So, so many of these um future bets are just gonna be based on on um not coincidence but based on being in the a fighter being in the right place at the right time it's yeah. it all comes down to down to timing a lot of times with this you, you could pick the best fighter that you think best fighter in the division and they may not even get a shot this year so that's um that's what we're doing with who do you think is going to get next shot or do you want me to tell you upcoming fights first i mean i i i think the most likely look at the next shot if Valentina Shevchenko is kind of half on the shelf right now and waiting yep. for something. It seems like she's waiting for Manon Firo for me. Okay, um, yeah. it, and like it, maybe if Manon Firo's recovery doesn't go well, you know, like right around the four month mark of her recovery is going to be that Aaron Blanchfield fight. So if Aaron Blanchfield goes out there and just stomps Talia Santos. Like that's the match to make, right? Like you yeah. just use Aaron Blanchfield. But if she does it in the the, it's kind of a lackluster decision for Talia Santos or something like that. People are lukewarm on the rematch. Maybe she just waits till International Fight Week in like July. That'd be nine, ten months of recovery for Manon Firo. Maybe then she's ready to go. Um, or maybe they find a time to get to Paris in the summer, and then that's when they they hook that up. So I, I'm gonna say. Probably Manon Firo, but Aaron Blanchfield is like a 1B there. Yeah, if you're betting on Nunes and uh, Shevchenko, you may only have to survive one fight uh, in the next year with them since nothing's been nothing's been announced yet. All right, here here is some key fights that have been announced. Lauren Murphy is fighting Jessica Andrade next month, UFC 283, January 21st. But both ladies have just have had title shots, so you, probably nothing's going to come out of that one, right? Not without like an emphatic finish yeah. somewhere, you know, not, so, you know, Jessica Andrade has a way of like punching somebody or punching her way into a title shot. Yeah, it's true. 
Uh, Jojo Wood is back. Uh, there was some thought that she had retired, but no, she's fighting UFC London, UFC 286, excuse me, London, Luana Carolina. Courtney Casey is fighting Jasmine Josudavicius in February. Um, what else we got in the division? I don't think there's a heck of a lot uh, announced already. Oh, here, here's one. Dan's can't wait for this one. Andrea Lee is fighting Macy Barber, March 25th. You're Fantastic. a fan of both ladies, right? Fantastic. Let's do it. And hopefully <laughs> double knockout and they both get cut. Is that what you're hoping for? Mostly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Talia Santos, Aaron Blanchfield, hopefully it's happening. Uh, how about Viviana Arujo versus Amanda Hebos, UFC 285 in March? I really wish Hebos was at Strawway, but maybe it's not healthy for her to be there anymore. Yeah, it's starting to get not healthy for her to be at Flyweight. <laughs> you don't like that matchup? Uh, I don't. No. Nope. And, I, and I like Amanda Hebos. Yep. I'm like Amanda Hebos, but I just don't like her at Flyweight very much. Mandy Bohm, Jeon Kim in Seoul, Korea, February 4th. They're not going to Korea anymore, so that's probably. Camp. Oh no, that's no. They can't. They canceled the Korea card. They moved it to Vegas. Okay. Um, the, I, I, my understanding was Korean Zombie was supposed to be the headliner. He's not going to be ready, and they're like, okay. we're not going to Korea without a nice Korean headliner. Yeah. So there you go. Nice Korean headliner would could be a good title for our episode, Dan. <laughs> I like how you said Perfect. that. Nice Perfect. Korean headliner. All right. Um, we'll move on to straw weights. You didn't give me a chance to say who I like, though. Oh, fine. Who do you like at flyweight other big than Aaron Blanchfield and Manol Fioro? Yeah, big big come-ups coming for Natalia Silva. Oh, okay. Tell us why. Uh, she, she beat the hell out of Teresa Bleda. She's got two awesome wins so far in the UFC between Bleda and Jesuda Vicius. She's 25. I mean, she's, she's 25. She looks like an absolute murder when she's striking, despite the fact that she's, like, smaller than a lot of the women in that division. She, yeah. I mean, like, she's the real deal. Yeah. This division is packed with up-and-coming fighters. There's a ton of under-30 fighters in this division. Uh, a lot of them that are very good. Like Casey O'Neill should be back this year, too, um, after she's undefeated in the UFC. Undefeated overall. Um, yeah, we got a lot of good fighters in flyweight. So probably the best women's division currently? Um, Yeah, probably. Top to bottom, at least. Yeah. We move on to strawweights. Who do we have? Strawweights. We had... I had Rose... You had Marina Hadhigas. We missed with them both, but at least we were getting plus money if we got those right. Uh, we did not see Zhang Weili uh, being the champ again, and yet here she is, the champ. Um, we had Lupi listed. Lupi Godinez listed as, as making some big gains on the year. Um, yeah, we, as for the upcoming odds, let me see. Strawweights, the current champ is listed as retaining as most um, most most off uh, most uh what's the word to look for most likely the most likely, likely. that's such a hard word to remember uh Weili Zhang Zhang Weili minus 115 Amanda Lemos plus 700 Jessica Andraj who's not even a strawweight currently plus 400 um Yan Shaonan who Dan loves saying the name of plus 850 Mackenzie Duran plus 900 Tatiana Suarez plus uh, Tatiana Suarez what Plus that one doesn't thousand. even make sense. She's a, she said she's not fighting at flyweight ever again. That's this a wild. Strawweight. strawweight, you mean, right? That's what I mean. She's never going to fight at strawweight again. She's up at okay. flyweight. You yeah. said flyweight, so I got oh. confused. So. Yeah, anyway. that's my bad. Rose Nama Yunus plus 675. Tisha Torres plus 1400. She's pregnant, is she not? She is currently pregnant. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably, I'm going to be, I'm going to give you guys a spoiler alert. That's probably a bad bat. Yeah. <laughs> Carla Esparza plus 2000. Thoughts on any of those? And who's next? Do you know who's next? 
It feels like Lemosh. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like Lemosh. I- I'm going to be real boring here with all the women's decisions. I'm going to take chalk here again. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Weili Zhang is going to retain her belt. Um, Amanda Lemosh is probably the the biggest threat outside. And what did you say that one was at? Plus four? Um, plus 700. So that's, that's a good number. Yeah, I, I, good yeah I guess that there's some good value there. And she's probably fighting next. But yeah, like I, I just don't think she matches up well against Weili. Like when you think about the way that she went out and won her last fight by kind of like bullying Marina Rodriguez and having like the bigger, stronger physical presence in the clinch and going for a standing submission that way. Like she ain't going to do that to Weili Zhang. No. And she ain't going to outbox Weili Zhang. Like, uh, yeah, just I, I'm going to go chalk again. I, I think Weili retains. Yep. Here's what we got coming up on the docket. Jessica Penne versus the baby shark. Tabitha Ricci is apparently happening. That was supposed to happen, right? And it got postponed. So maybe yeah, I think they got actually. moved. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah. moved. Yeah. Um, there's not much announced here. Uh, Luma, look, Boomy versus Elise Reed is coming up uh, on the card that was going to be in Seoul, but now you say it's in Las Vegas, February 4th. Um, and we got the Ricci fight. We got Elise. Uh, it says Elise Reed's fighting Luma, look, Boomy. This is all over the place, Dan. Yeah, um, you need to do your research. No, I'm, <laughs> Wikipedia should, should be the spot. Who is fighting? Who's fighting? Um, who's fighting? Who, Dan? Do you know? I, I did hear Elise Reed was fighting Loma Luke Bume, okay. and that's that fight's going to be in Perth now instead of in okay. Seoul, despite the fact it was on the Seoul card. Yeah, some I thought I was on a a, a page that was going to give me proper info, but apparently I haven't updated. That's it. There's not much happening at Starweight, so probably Chalk is the best best pick here, um, which is where we're going. Um, another uh, division that has uh, quite a few younger fighters. Any up and comers that you like? I mean, a lot of people are in on Yasmin Hauregi. Uh, you know, like yeah. I, I think she showed some some flaws in her last fight, which, you mm-hmm. know, gives me a little bit of pause on her being like, you know, being super gung-ho on her. I will also say just like I think people are still too low on Tabitha Ricci. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think she's making huge improvements every single time we see her fight. Um, she's fighting Jessica Penne, which is a nice step up. She's coming off a back-to-back win. She's never lost in the UFC at strawweight. Her only loss period on her pro record is going up a weight class on short notice against Manon Firo. So like maybe we're, we're sleeping on Ricci a little bit, but yeah, other than yeah. that, there's not a lot of the like new signees who get me really excited. I guess, um, the, uh, the LFA champ, why, why is her name escaping me here? Um, why is her yeah. name escaping me? They yeah, just signed her. They just, uh, um, and she's nasty at jujitsu Brazilian girl, right? Yeah. Does that uh, help? <laughs> it, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Oh, uh, J- Jackie, Jack, Jackie, Jackie Amorim, Jackie Amorim. I'm going to say Jacqueline Amorim is her is name. You, is that what you're going to say? Yes. Yeah, Jacqueline say Amorim. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. I got, yeah. I got there eventually. Um, did you, did you ask the intern? I did ask, I asked okay. the intern, uh, Google, our, thank, our intern, thank, Mr. Google. Yes. Thank, thank you, intern. Um, yeah, yeah she's nasty. Her jujitsu is really good. Uh, I don't know when she's debuting, but the UFC has already no. signed her. So like she might yeah. be a fun up and comer in that division. For sure. All right. Um, I was going to say, put the ladies to bed, but that they may be an inappropriate thing to say. So we'll, we'll just <laughs> move on to heavyweight, shall we? We're more into the chunky guys anyhow, as it is. Um, heavyweights. I had Derek Lewis plus 700. That didn't come through, sadly. You had Francis Ngano plus 225. Bing, 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 Dan. That's a pretty good payout, too. Yeah, I'm I'm still kind of surprised he was betting off there. I mean, like, yeah, 
we, we knew he was only going to fight a couple of times. So it, it yep. seemed kind of silly that he was betting there. So, yeah, that's a yeah. nice score. Yeah, that's that's what I was I've been trying to bang home. It, it all depends on opportunity and stuff. And if you think a fighter is not going to fight much, then uh, and they're the champ already, then grab them. All right. Here's the silly heavyweight odds. Francis Ngannou plus 165. So there you go. Another plus number for him. John Jones plus 450. Yeah, definitely grab that. Curtis Blades plus 600. Stipe Miocic. Stipe. <laughs> he hasn't fought in so long. I call him Stipe now. Stipe Miocic plus 1,000. Sergey Pavlovich plus 400. Cyril Gain plus 275. Tom Aspinall plus 1,200. Derek Lewis plus 2,500. Tai Tuivasa plus 3,300. Thoughts? I'm trying to figure out why Tai Tuivasa is on there. <laughs> plus 3,300. He's not really on there. Yeah, I mean, like, but that's still a weird. One. What did you give me for a line on Blades? Uh, blades 600 plus 600. I kind of like Blades at that number. Yeah, yeah I now, mean, like, do you think he's going to fight in Ganu? Is that's Ngannou my big script? What's going to happen? That's the thing. Who's going to yeah. fight who and when? I mean, but here's the thing, though. So let's say the the negotiations with Francis don't work out, and they do seem like they're getting better, right? The the negotiations with Francis seem to be working. Yeah. Let's say they don't work out. Stipe's not coming back. Like, like if, if you look down and you see Stipe, what would you have him at 10 to 1? Yes. Yeah, he's not coming back. Don't bet that. That's stupid. Yep. Uh, and you think he's not coming back. You know, a lot of these other names on the list are guys who, first of all, I don't trust against wrestlers, right? Uh, Sergey Pavlovich. Haven't ever seen him up against a guy who could wrestle him. Uh, it's a real game. Got out wrestled by Francis Ngannou. Uh, so, like, seem like decent matchups for Curtis Blades. And then you got Tom Aspinall, who's got a blown out leg. Derek Lewis, who, you know, is now fighting uh, Sergei Spivak, which is like, you know, like what, that that's probably not going to do much for his stock. Like yeah. Curtis Blades is probably a guy who if if Francis doesn't come back, if Francis gets stripped, it's probably like Pavlovich versus John Jones or John Jones versus Surreal Gain. John Jones they, isn't coming back, Dan. Come on. You really don't think he's I, I do think he's coming back. I, I here's a here's a future bet for you. I'll take over a half a John Jones fight this year. Oh, OK. Um, I'm sure I'm sure some book is offering that, too. So, yeah, I, I will take he fights this year. And if he does, like, I, I think that Blades is a bad matchup for him, too. So I, yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to say my long shot pick here on the show, because I haven't given you guys a long shot pick yet on the show. My long shot pick on the show is I'll take Curtis Blades champ at the end of 2023. Okay, and this is that's your official pick, not just a long shot official pick. I'm gonna say that's my official pick. I'll take right. Curtis Blades as the champ. Blades plus six hundred. I I will take Ningano, even though this this one is fraught with peril. There's because you have no idea <laughs> who who's coming back and who's gonna fight who and anything. But I'll take plus money on Ningano. I I think he's still the best heavyweight. Um, and with no fight scheduled. Um, and yeah, I, I like his chances to, to not get beat since he's not going to fight, um, fights that we do have. If he doesn't fight though, he's going to get stripped, right? Yeah. You would think, yeah. Not, he's not going to go all of 2023. No, 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 but maybe, maybe, maybe he can fight once and, yeah. uh, and beat whoever he, whoever it could be. All right. So we got Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak has been bumped up to a headliner again, February 4th. Uh, coming up, Marcos Rogerio de Lima versus Andre Arlovski, Dan's boyfriend. is. Oh, wait a minute. That uh, already happened. Why do they have it listed as not happening? I don't know, because you got a weird list, dude. It's true. <laughs> Shamil Abdurakhimov versus Jelton. Oh, Jelton Jr. Uh, Jelton Amidia. They didn't Amidia. have numbers on Jelton, huh? No. 
I mean, like no one ever, no one will ever fight him, and it's always at 220 or some yeah, weight class that doesn't exist. And I, I will say just up front, like if you do have somebody who's got long shot odds out there, I just yeah. don't think the division is going to shake out enough no. for him to get a shot in 2023. But him in 2024, sign me the hell up. Yeah, he's probably the guy we're most um, excited about, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, class? A yeah. thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully he stays at heavyweight because I guess he could he could wreck Dude, I think he's better at, at light. I think he's better at light heavyweight. Yeah, he probably would be. I, I think if huge. you put him at light heavyweight, he's the champ tomorrow. Dude, he's he's Glover who hits harder. Yeah, like, that's true. You know, he's he's suffocating on the ground. Great jujitsu, and he he hits like a truck standing up. I mean, like it's it's Glover if he was bigger, stronger, and had better boxing. Yes, very very true. Um, who else we got? Augusto Sakai, Dante Mays in February. This is kind of a quiet division as well. Not a heck of a lot happening. Um, that one already happened. That one already happened too. Dante Mays already fine. <laughs> Dante Mays, Augusto Sakai also have listed. They haven't listed. Oh yeah, I already said that one. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> You're struggling. Yeah, <laughs> uh, whatever. Usually I don't. So that's the thing. That, that's why I'm standing out. Um. Is Josh Friesen fighting Chase Sherman? No, that already happened too. Why don't they have updated uh, updated fights? Um, I don't know. You look at you look at a Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia is usually darn good. Uh, we have Jelton already, which is the guy we're most excited about. Um, but Dan wants him to go down to light heavyweight. I'm on board for that too. Lucas Bradsky versus Carl Williams. Who's Carl Williams, Dan? Came off the contender series dude oh, did he? i don't remember yeah. he must not be that good. oh he's he, a heavyweight so he's <laughs> the one he's the one who uh shocked us all when he beat uh the really fun wrestling prospect that i liked uh jimmy lawson jimmy okay. lawson came out yep. and just looked like a fish out of water for some reason yep. and carl and i'm that. like was carl williams good or did what, yeah. what happened there <laughs> i remember that i remember bresky because he's hot so that's why i remember him so. <laughs> all right anything oh we already told you who we're excited about heavyweight yeah kind of a. Uh, kind of ending the episode on a downer heavyweight used to be fun but it's not anymore yeah it's i mean like here's the thing though you get tom aspinall back from his injury you know uh you actually get to match up um curtis blades with some people you know if francis is good to go you know if you you can mix in jelton almeida and like i think it's got potential yep it's true it's true hopefully this episode was more than potential hopefully it, it came through for you um hey it's the holidays we're doing the best we can here i think it was a good episode anyhow even though wikipedia let me down uh they will not get a shout out on, on a future episode all right we'll be back tomorrow we're going to do more weight classes until we're done folks two more episodes of weight classes looking ahead giving you we're not just looking ahead and, and recapping we're actually giving you uh bets to make so uh you can follow us on twitter sgpn mma i'm at jeff fox writer he's at gumby Reeland. the discord of course <clears throat> excuse me discord sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord is the place to be um read all our stuff sportsgamblingpodcast.com listen to gumby's other podcast top turtle mma read all my stuff and subscribe to moneymma.substack.com think that is it is that it uh that that's it for me <clears throat> do we have do we have any nicknames i can go out yeah on? sure you, you have some? Go ahead. I mean, you go I'm ahead. just looking at the heavyweight nicknames. I could use any uh, yep, of them on sure. here. I'm, I'm Daniel Gubby Freeland. He's the man, Mountain Jeff Fox. Yep. And we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>